For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome back to the Der Show. As you know, of course, um, uh, the federal judge in New York has finally, after years and years and years, um, uh, unsealed some, but not all, of the documents in the lawsuit between Virginia Gufran and, and Maxwell, I had been asking for those documents to be unsealed from literally the day I was falsely accused. And uh, I went into court and was one of those who, whose lawyer argued for the release of all of the documents uh, in the case, and, and, and they weren't released. And I was calling for them. It was very frustrating because I had seen some of the documents and I knew what was in some of them. Now it looks like most of them have been released. Not all of them. There's still some materials that haven't been released, and I know what's in them, And but I'm not permitted to speak about them as long as they're st still sealed. One of them is an FBI report. Um, another is a very, very significant tape recording, um, um, which proves conclusively that um, uh, I was not involved with any sexual activities involving anybody regarding uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Let me just very, again, make it clear. Since the day I met Jeffrey Epstein, I've had sexual contact with one woman, my wife. That's it, period. There's no equivocation about that. Uh, that's the truth. I've said that from day one. I have um, financial records uh, that prove it. I have um, uh, many, many other records. But now, as the result of the uh, disclosure of material, a smoking gun email has emerged um, that uh, conclusively demonstrates not only that I was framed, but how I was framed and why I was framed and what the motive for the framing was. And, and fortunately, this uh, website called TMZ, which apparently has a policy of going through records with a fine tooth comb, they went through the disclosure records and found these, um, these emails. And I'm just going to read to you briefly from how TMZ reported it. They were the first, as far as I know, the only people to report on the finding of this smoking gun email. Okay, quote, this is from TMZ. The, the docs documents attained by TMZ include email correspondence between Gufre, that's the woman who accused me, and UK journalist Sharon Churcher from May 2001. Sharon Churcher uh, was writing for a British tabloid, and she was uh, became friendly with Gouffre and was giving her advice. Um, and so the TMZ continues, Gouffre in her email is telling Churcher she found a ghostwriter to pen her story about being victimized by Epstein. And, 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 and Gouffre surprisingly, doesn't seem to remember who she has claimed to have had uh, sex with. And, and so uh, Gouffre writes to, um, to Churcher and says, I wanted to put the names of those A assholes, whoops, I meant to say pedos, 
that J.E. Jeffrey Epstein sent to me. In other words, you tell me who I had sex with. Um, and Churcher responds, and this is the this is the smoking gun part. Churcher responds, don't forget Alan Dershowitz, J.E.'s buddy and lawyer. Good name for you a pitch as he repped, represented Klaus von Bülow, and a movie was made about that case. Now, in the email, Churcher acknowledged that there was absolutely no proof or evidence that I did anything wrong, but she claims that she tells Virginia Gouffray, you may have met him when he was hanging out with Epstein. The fact is, I never met her. Never saw her. She never saw me. We were never in the same city at the same time. I could, I have proved that by my travel records, but it doesn't matter. The, the email says, uh, you may have met him, so include him in, in the book. And then TMZ continues by reporting the following. Ghislaine Maxwell's lawyers who were provided these emails, these emails were given to them in discovery, quote, allege that Gouffre only added Dershowitz to her manuscript after that exchange with Churcher. But even then, and this is TMZ, not me speaking, but even then, Gouffre did not allege she had ever had sex with him until many years later when she got her lawyers and she got contingency fee lawyers uh, who obviously were seeking to capitalize and, and make money, and they did. Uh, make money uh, off these accusations. Okay, so following this smoking gun email, in fact, Gouffre did include me in her book. Remember, Churchill says, include him in the book. It'll help you sell the book. Uh, include him in the manuscript. So she mentions me in the book, but as someone she did not have sex with. She mentions me as somebody she saw, she once saw when she was with Epstein but not that somebody that she had a sex with. The only time she says falsely, of course, that she had sex with me is years later when she meets her contingency fee lawyers. And as the result of meeting her contingency fee lawyers, they put my name in an accusation that's filed with the court, uh, apparently confusing me with someone else who she had seen with Epstein. Now, the lawyers could easily have called me and said, look, um, Ms. Dershowitz, you know, this client of mine has said that you had sex with her. Can you disprove it? And I would have been able to. Of course, I had all the, um, I had all my travel and, and American Express and everything. And I couldn't have been in any of the places she said she had uh, sex with me. But without giving me an opportunity to disprove the false accusations by my travel and other records, the lawyers filed a public document accusing me. The federal judge presiding over the case was outraged, and he sanctioned the lawyers for including my name in, these, in the petition. And he struck any reference to me, saying you cannot make that. You cannot make that accusation. And you have to strike it. And my name was struck from all the court documents. But the damage had already been done. Because once they had put my name in it as the result of this frame-up, um, 
My name traveled all over the world along with Prince Andrew. Professor Dershowitz and Prince Andrew accused, accused, accused. Of course, in Prince Andrew's case, there was some evidence. There was a photograph. In my case, not only was there no evidence, but there was clear evidence that I could not have ever met her or, or been with her. But that didn't matter because guilt by accusation. If you're accused, then you're guilty. And that's what, what happened in this case. And so although it was struck by the judge and although the judge sanctioned the lawyers for putting my name in their, uh, in their uh, pleadings uh, and, and, and I was never notified or given an opportunity, nonetheless, the harm was done. And it's caused me enormous harm for many, many years. This all happened at the very last day of 2014. That's almost 10 years ago. And, um, but, you know, to her credit, and I have to give her a lot of credit, um, my accuser has now come forward and said she may have misidentified me, and she has dropped every single legal claim against me. This is what she said. These are her exact words on November 7th, 2022, and they're completely consistent with the smoking gun emails of um, uh, years earlier, almost a decade earlier. I was very young at the time. This is her speaking. I was very young at the time. It was very stressful and traumatic environment. And Mr. Dershowitz has from the very beginning, has from the beginning consistently denied these allegations. Here's the key smoking gun in this paragraph. This is her. I now recognize I may have made a mistake in identifying Mr. Dershowitz. We believe it is time to bring it to an end and move on with our lives. That's her statement. But nonetheless, the media constantly says she accused me, but they don't mention that she did what she did, that she said what she said, that she may have mistaken me for somebody else, that this may have been a case of mistaken identification. To add corroboration to that, Churcher, the one who put my name in her head, who said, you know, mentioned Dershowitz, he's good for your for your pitch. He was famous. He represented Ron Bulo. A movie was made about him. She now has said in a recorded conversation that she knows that I was wrongly accused and I am completely innocent. So there's nothing left to case. And by the way, there's more that hasn't been uncovered. There is an FBI report that I have, but it's redacted. And I can't obviously reveal the redaction. I want that to be unredacted. There is a tape recording which conclusively proves that I was not involved in this. But that hasn't been unsealed yet. There are emails that just did get unsealed from another woman who had falsely accused Hillary Clinton, Hillary Clinton of having, of being a pedophile. I mean, she accused Hillary, she said she has sex tapes of Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump together with young boys and girls and Richard Branson and a bunch of other famous people. And then she eventually admitted in an interview with the New Yorker, she made the whole story up the whole story up. She just wanted to have something on Jeffrey Epstein 
So she accused Hillary Clinton and Donald Trump and Richard Branson of having sex and being pedophile. She uses that term. That's the kind of credibility we're talking about here. And you, many of you who have written me letters, believe it. You believe it based on that. I mean, I don't want to, again, make comparisons. People people hate when I make these comparisons, but they're very apt. You get a lot of people out there who don't believe that there were rapes uh, uh, by Hamas. Oh, but, you know, we've seen the bodies. There's, there's, there's bleeding and there's photographs. and there's, But we don't believe it. We don't believe it. The evidence isn't good enough. No, there, there were no rapes. But they're prepared to believe here when the people who have made the accusations have basically said, hey, I may have misidentified him, or I made up stories about other people, which the other person said. What is going on here? Do we really live in a post-factual society where people don't care about the facts? And you know what the media has done? The media has ignored these smoking guns because that's not interesting. Innocence? Innocence isn't interesting. What's interesting is gossip. Oh, my God. Look, David Copperfield is on is on, on the list. Uh, George Mitchell was on, on, on the list. Uh, uh, Bill Gates is on the list. Stephen Hawking is on the list. He participated in a sex orgy, according to the list. Uh, you know, that's what the newspapers want to report. And what happens is the accusations appear on page one. The retractions or the evidence showing it wasn't true either don't appear at all, or if they do, they appear on page 23. And so I'm hoping that maybe the media will pick up this TMZ smoking gun. You can get online now. You can get access to the emails themselves. You can read the emails for yourself. You can see what they say. You can see what TMZ says about them. But you don't see that in in the newspapers. What you see in the newspapers are the accusations. That's why I named my book Guilt by Accusation. People confuse it with guilt by association. No, it's guilt by accusation. You've been accused, you must be guilty. Even if you're accused by people who have said they may have confused you with somebody else, or by people who have a long history of lying about other people and admitting that they lied about other people, if you're accused, they're still going to believe it because they want to believe it. They want to believe it. And that's what's so dangerous about our society, that people just want to believe the worst things about other people in the face of the most dramatic evidence of anything. Um, they want to believe that a person who's prominent must have done the worst things in the world. I mean, Bill Clinton's name is on the list, but I don't know. What, what did he do? What did he see? Of course he knew Jeffrey Epstein. You know, I've told you this story before. It's a name-dropping story. I was, my wife and I were having dinner with uh, Caroline Kennedy and her husband on Martha's Vineyard and one other couple and Bill Clinton. And Bill Clinton got a phone call in the middle of the dinner. He was the president at the time. And the phone call was from Jeffrey Epstein, who kept him on the phone for, I don't remember, 15 minutes, 10, 15 minutes, and then handed the phone to me. And Epstein said, um, hi, Alan, I hope you have a nice dinner. Bye. That, that was it. So, of course, 
course I knew Jeffrey Epstein. Of course I represented him. John Adams knew the Boston Massacre killers. Yeah, Abraham Lincoln knew the murderers he, 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 he represented. Uh, I knew people who have been accused of, of murder of horrible, horrible crimes, but uh, you don't assume that as a result of that, I'm guilty of those crimes. But these folks seem to be, many of the folks who wrote, wrote me letters seem to assume that because I represented Jeffrey Epstein, I must have done what the woman accused me of, even though she now says she may have mistaken me for somebody else or the woman who admitted she made up stories about Hillary Clinton. So let's get to the facts. Let's get the evidence. And, 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 and I'm not satisfied with what's been produced so far. It's good. It's, it's the smoking gun emails that have been produced. That's good. I want everything to come out. I want the rest of the evidence in the entire case of Gouffre versus Maxwell to come out. I don't want anything to be redacted. I don't want anybody to be protected. Um, I didn't want my name to be withheld. I, I, I waived all rights of privacy uh, from day one. I said, produce the evidence. I said, if there are videotapes of what went on in Jeffrey Epstein's house, you have my permission. Show them. I hope there are videotapes. I still hope there may be videotapes of what went on in his house. Um, um, I don't know whether there are or not. Um, and, and, and let all the evidence come out. Let everybody, let every email be produced. No privacy here. This case is, has been too publicized for there to be privacy interests here. So I want everything out. I want that FBI report to be unredacted. I want that tape recording to be played um, on television for the public. I want everything out there. I want the entire history. And there are things I can't talk about. There are things I cannot talk about that are even more damaging. And um, if they come out, then I'll be able to talk about them. But I can't talk about them now. So I'm telling you, there are more smoking guns here and there are more issues and facts that affect the credibility of people, both people who are accused and people who are accusers. So what you've seen is the tip of the iceberg. Maybe it's more than the tip, but there's a big iceberg buried beneath uh, these redactions and these uh, sealing orders and the First Amendment and the right of the public and the marketplace of ideas all and 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 innocence until proven guilty and the presumption of innocence and proof beyond a reasonable doubt in our whole legal system is violated when we get only partial disclosures because you know what they call a half truth a half truth is a lie and when you produce only the accusations and you have in your possession in your hand the proof that the accusations are false and you withhold them and that's what happened in this case that's not the truth. That's not the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. That's a half-truth that produces lies. And so I'm hoping the judge will produce everything. I know there are hearings, and we've filed motions, and we say we want everything produced, and we want everything produced. So far, everything that's come out that wasn't previously known has uh, essentially helped me. Um, the stuff that's come out that was accusations were widely known. They were published in December of 2014. That's, that's nine years ago. And I've been burdened by this 
for nine years. But the material that didn't come out that could have exculpated me nine years ago, eight years ago, seven years ago, six years ago, has been coming out in drips and drabs over the years. And I want it all out there because I don't want this to go away. I want everyone in the world to know I did nothing wrong, that I had nothing to do with any of these people, that I never met them, I'd never heard of them, and that whether it was mistaken identification as, as it was in, uh, that it may have been in one case where a woman said she may have misidentified me or, or deliberate lies in another case where uh, the woman, uh, Sarah Ransom, has a long history of making up stories about Hillary Clinton and, and Donald Trump and uh, um, uh, Richard Branson and uh, Bill Clinton and you name it. You should read those emails. They are so florid. And, and she said she's going to take, oh, she's taken the stuff to the KGB because she doesn't trust the American FBI because they're under the control of Hillary Clinton. The, these emails were produced in the run-up to the 2016 election. And uh, they were designed to, and they were sent to the New York Post to a woman named Maureen Callahan. Um, and Maureen Callahan, and the woman wanted them to be printed by Maureen Callahan. Maureen Callahan said, I'm not going to print that. It's obviously not true. And, and, and then she admitted it wasn't true. But her affidavit, her accusatory affidavit is still on file in the court. And that's been produced. So... You know, there's a lot of material to be looked at, to be looked at by law enforcement people, to be looked at by ethics committees, to be looked at by, by anybody who's interested in the truth. And I'm interested in the truth. That's why I want all the information, every bit of information to come out. So I was his lawyer card isn't working anymore. If you associate yourself with the worst scum that ever roamed the earth uh, and foam around the mouth for how much money they will be paying you to illegally represent, oh, to legally represent them by threatening those victims with lawsuits, then please spare us that I'm a victim of guilt by association. No, that's not what I'm saying. Um, I'm innocent. That's not that I'm a victim of guilt by association. I associated with Epstein. I'm guilt by false. I'm a victim of guilt by false accusation. And I've proved it. What more can you do? If there's any such thing as innocence, there's never been a clearer case of innocence than in my case. And I'm going to continue to make that point as long as I have the power to do so. How do you respond to the accusations of having sexual relations with a minor? When did you stop beating your wife? The accusations are false. And that's how I responded from day one and will continue to respond. But I'm not just responding. I am disproving with 100% certainty. And there is not one iota of evidence on the other side to dispute my denials. Let's see Dersh spin the fact that he will be on this list. Yeah, I don't have to spin anything. Of course, I'm on the list. It would be shocking. The list would be incomplete if I were not on it. I flew on his plane. Of course I did. I was his lawyer. And I flew on his plane with the other lawyers. I flew on his plane with Senator John Glenn. I flew on his plane to meet Shimon Perez. Yeah, I was on the list. I'm on the plane. You know, it's so much like the McCarthy list. McCarthy would hold up a list, Senator McCarthy. I have a list. I'm not going to show it to you, but I have a list. And everybody on the list is a communist. All right, I'll show it to you. Here's the list. And, you know, go watch the movie Oppenheimer.
Um, and, and what happened is people whose name was on the list, even if they were not guilty, I'm reminded of the, 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 the joke, but it's not such a joke that they used to tell during that period of time. City College in New York had a lot of communists. And so there was a pro-communist demonstration and the police came and they started beating up the communists. And one of the kids who was bitten, beaten up said, stop beating me up, officer. I'm not a communist. I'm an anti-communist. And the policeman said, I don't care what kind of communist you are. And he continued to beat him. So many of you folks have no sense of the difference between innocence and guilt. You assume that since a name is on the list, the person must be guilty. No, no, I'm on the list. And the evidence proves my innocence. That's the whole point. I'm happy to be on the list. If there was no evidence, if my name wasn't on the list, then the accusation would just be out there. I'm very happy my name is on the list and my name is on the list with evidence that TMZ and others have found now that prove conclusively that I was framed. Okay, here's one. You defend and hang out with pedophiles, rapists and murderers. No, I just defend people. I don't hang out with them. I've never hung out with my clients once I have found out anything about them. How are you different from Hamas? If you can't see the difference between a lawyer acting under the Constitution and rapists, beheaders, and mass murderers and kidnappers, you're a hopeless cause. How are you different from Hamas? According to these court documents, you raped underage girls, you sicko. You need to be fired immediately and arrested. You were the reason so many young girls were abused by Epstein and his sick and disgusting friends, and you tried to blame Hamas for your despicable acts? Unfreaking believable. No, I never tried to, uh, to blame Hamas because there were no acts that I did that were wrong. I blame the people who won't attack Hamas, who defend Hamas, the National Lawyers Guild, people in the Me Too movement who won't say a word in criticism of Hamas. That's who I complain about. Yeah, and I'm going to continue to do that. And no, I didn't do anything wrong, and I don't need an excuse or a defense, the evidence speaks for itself. Read the evidence, read the evidence. If you think I'm guilty, read the evidence and weep because there is absolutely no evidence. I challenge anybody to come forward with a single piece of evidence that demonstrates anything that proves um, or even suggests guilt on my part. So look, I don't want to spend all my time defending myself against charges that need no defense. The documents speak for themselves. Thank you, uh, TMZ, for producing and publicizing those documents. I appreciate it very much. And let the truth come out. Uh, see you tomorrow. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.